0: Seeing words like um tip, like going to the tip to take your couch and stuff, I was like, yes, like they. I miss no, Australian I, words, I and you guys the tip. have <laughs> you guys have more. <laughs> I love the tip; that's where I belong. Um, I don't know, like the English vocabulary has more in common with me than the Canadian one.
1: <laughs> I think a, a tip seems like quintessentially British to me, but so it's mm. quite yeah. nice to know that it's multicultural. <laughs> Welcome everyone to another episode of the Propane Fitness Podcast. We are here in video and sound this week. So you could be watching us on on YouTube or listening to us on iTunes or watching us on iTunes.
2: Can't know.
0: I noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> that was cool.
1: Cool. That's Youssef's <laughs> Tech Wizardry. So we are here today with Youssef, as always, and Beans. You wanna say hi, Beans? Beans. Hi, hi
0: everyone.
1: So Beans is the co-founder or one of the original co-founders of This Is Powerlifting. She has this multiple female
0: powerlifting.
1: What did I say it was?
0: <laughs> this is powerlift. This is powerlifting.
1: <laughs> this is female
2: powerlifting.
1: So the last two podcasts, you have done the intro, and I'm like, whenever he does the intro, I'm like, oh, my God, I hate doing the intro. <laughs> and then I do it, and I like the, of, oh, I get it wrong. Beans is the co founder of This Is Female Powerlifting. Yeah. Is that right? She's yes, also a national record holder across multiple categories, which is what you it's written on the notes. Categories. Yeah. It's meant to say. Multiple
0: just... weight classes in a couple of federations. Okay, Makes cool. me sound way more impressive than I am. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well it's you know, it you wouldn't matter.
2: be um you wouldn't be on the podcast if you weren't impressive, Beans. So uh Right? Yeah. Right? Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so Before we start, would you rather be able to hear all the good thoughts that people are thinking about you or all of the bad ones?
0: Oh, that's a hard one. Part of me would want to hear the bad ones so that I could be better. But then another part of me is like, I don't need that negativity in my life.
1: Mm. (laughs) Mm. But I think think if
0: I was hearing the good ones, I'd be like, you're fucking lying.
1: (laughs) You'd feel like you'd have a really good day every day, though, wouldn't you? If you just hear good things all the time.
0: But imagine that you knew that you could hear everyone's good thoughts only and you didn't hear anything.
1: Mm, that's <laughs> true. Oh, yeah. Silence. Or if there's a lot, then you would naturally think there's also a lot of bad ones that you just yeah. can't hear. Yeah. So which is it?
0: Um, I think I'd rather hear everyone's bad thoughts because I think I have the self-esteem to cope with that now and it wouldn't make me better able to be a better person there you go good
1: answer
2: you can carry <laughs> a stick answer. or something every time you hear one just hit the person <laughs>
1: <laughs> totally well and just let the, let the bad thoughts spiral oh god yeah you yeah. get
2: they'd go up in volume wouldn't they mm. i feel like why did you do that are like sorry well, I've you, got... you
1: thought a bad thing about me so <laughs> hit you. yeah what's yours
2: uh so the next one is no no what's
1: your answer to the question
2: yeah same as you beans yeah, because you, cool. you've, you've got to have that that feedback loop. Otherwise, like, it's like someone saying, um, "You see every heads on a a coin when you flip it, but you don't know how many coin flips there are."
0: That happens and all like, the time. If you've, if you've just got an echo <laughs> chamber of of good things being said about you, you're never really going to grow. So, mm.
1: so I'd go the opposite. Okay. Just <laughs> I think there's always gonna, there's going to be, what is it like, of every five people. There's one person who'll like you, one person who'll hate you, and three people who are indifferent. I realise that's a massive generalisation, but let's, so let's say you hear the negative thoughts of the person who doesn't like you. Is it better to spend your time trying to please that person, or is it better trying to spend your time make the people who like you like you more? Good answer.
0: Mm.
1: I suppose I just you want can to use hear that.
0: compliments on your hair. I well,
1: think. <laughs> on my hair, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, hair. that's exactly why. <laughs> it's all we get. But <laughs> like I, we'll, I dress uh... it up in a way that makes it sound clever.
2: The propane um, fan page inbox is just full of comments about Johnny's hair. Like, it makes me really I sad because I never get any about my hair. But And
0: those blue eyes.
2: Yeah. Next one. Um, would you rather... <laughs> what was
0: that? <laughs> those blue
2: eyes. Oh, yeah. Beautiful.
1: We'll, that we'll shirt. He wore
0: a shirt that brings that out. Like.
1: <laughs> I've actually just come from training. So oh, all right. I haven't
0: showered for two days, but, you know, I'm on like podcasts at home. So whatever. <laughs>
2: So next, would you rather win a million dollar lottery and have nobody know Canadian dollars or win a hundred <laughs> million Or win a hundred million and everyone knows?
0: I'd rather win a million and have no one know. Absolutely. Okay. I could I don't know. I could do lots of things with that and I don't need people to know that I have money, but it would be cool.
2: A <laughs> hundred times less. <laughs>
1: So, you said she's giving Imagine what answer. I could do
0: with that million. I could use that million to make other millions, so. How? <laughs> Something adult, like <laughs> investing money? Or, yeah, I don't
2: know. Investing. I haven't simple. got All to that to do, part yet. Just put it into an investment and <laughs> sort How it.
1: I, would do, I think I would do 100 million.
2: Yeah, and then just fake the, the loss. Johnny's fake. having a nightmare. Yeah. You...
1: <laughs> I've just got really sore knees. From squatting, oh. I'm trying to. I'm sat. If you imagine a, a desk, imagine at the side of the desk. There's some drawers where mm-hmm. your feet aren't meant to go under. That's where I'm yeah. sat on the desk, straddling. Just straddling the the drawers.
0: Excellent.
1: Um, <laughs> I would I would do a hundred million and find somewhere to hide.
2: Switzerland.
1: Yeah. Cause, yeah. The place. Yeah, hide in Switzerland.
2: Switzerland, That's Cayman kind of the Islands.
1: You're going to hide the money. <laughs> yeah,
2: right. So uh, beans. What is the mm-hmm. philosophy behind this is powerlifting?
1: No. Oh my god, see? I've done it as well. That wasn't even deliberate.
0: We're just going to change our name. The thing is,
1: it's clearly written. Like, we're reading off like, some notes that we've made before the call. I mean, it's clearly written this is female powerlifting in both instances where we've mispronounced it. What is the philosophy behind this is female powerlifting?
0: Um, basically, it sort of started as a joke um, in that powerlifting and particularly women in powerlifting started to really blow up. Like it just, it's the new CrossFit kind of thing. And, you know, as someone who's been doing it for a couple of years before it was cool to like have, I don't know, like wear booty shorts and have thick quads and post ab selfies and stuff like that. It was just amusing to us to, to see the sexualization of powerlifting when it's like really, your aesthetic has absolutely zero to do with the sport. Um, so it started off as a joke, like um, we would just send screen caps from our lifting videos to each other of like our disgusting lifting faces and be like, you know, use the typical hashtag like Fitspo and <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and then, um, I don't know, one day we decided to make an account and it just ended up getting more serious. Like we kind of realized that, there were more women out there that were feeling the same as we were feeling and that the sport is really cool and we love what it does for ourselves, but we don't like how other people are kind of swooping in and making it into this like cash cow for sexy whatever. And yeah, people, it just really started to resonate. And so our, our message started to expand and and it's sort of turned into like a fully um, – body positive and mind positive movement rather than just being like we're not afraid of our ugly faces we'll also try to cover like being inclusive of everyone in the sport because I hate to think that someone is looking at powerlifting and really interested in it but they see how it's represented and they're like oh you know I could never do that kind of thing in the same sort of way that like I look at CrossFit and I'm like holy fuck I'll never be like Jacked and athletic, I should never do that kind of thing. I don't want people to look at powerlifting and be like that.
2: I like the um, rationale behind that. And powerlifting, inherently, as you said, it's not an aesthetic sport. Like the lifts <laughs> look quite ugly. Um, the people are usually straining and um not, you know, not putting on their, their best face. And I think to, yeah, uh, it's not an accurate representation of reality to um, sexualize
1: it as it is. I think one of the yeah. best, like, it's one of the best parts of in my opinion of the fitness community, cause it moves people away from like an obsession with how they look and that their self worth, self worth is based on how they look and it moves it to more towards like, I'm able to do this at this body weight and like the body weight only matters because it's a weight class rather than- Totally. My body weight matters because it's all that matters. And I think-
0: Yeah. If,
1: if it was a more popular message in fitness, I think it, there'd be less of a movement towards disordered eating and more of a movement towards healthy lifestyle which I'm guessing yeah. is a big big like idea behind what you guys are doing.
0: Totally, because I I see a lot of like <clears throat> women not just women, everyone in powerlifting, see this sport where it's all about what your body can do and instead they make it all about the weight cut, cut and fitting into the weight class and and all this sort of stuff and it just feels like the the machine is feeding itself and turning itself into this thing where, you know, there's people d- You know, you hear often of people developing disordered eating as like a bodybuilder or whatever, but then I'm starting to see it in powerlifting and we need Mm. to stop that because that's not what this should be about kind of thing. And even though we are, this is female powerlifting, which is a direct kind of stab at, you know, trying to take back the, the face of our sport, our message is for everyone. And and I have dudes all the time be like, fuck, man, I totally know what you mean. Like, it's not just women that place these unrealistic expectations on themselves. You know, there's dudes that think that they're supposed to be super jacked or there's dudes that are self-conscious about that they can't, you know, they're not as strong as another guy at the gym or whatever. And it all comes back to the same thing that you are worthy and if you enjoy the sport, then just keep enjoying the sport.
1: Mm. Yeah. I think some of the yeah. most, like, inclusive... Experiences I've ever had in like going through my fitness journey have been at powerlifting meets, where like people you've never met before help you out, make sure you know that when you need to go onto the onto the platform, make sure you understand like what the rules and and what to do, what not to do, and it's kind of like it's an atmosphere that um, if you ever been if you ever been involved in any other sport, you maybe don't expect, but the atmosphere yeah. is always very accommodating, very friendly,
2: very community is, feel. Yeah,
0: which yeah. And I have like success. so many people who are like, Oh, I'm, I'm scared to do a meet. And it's like, no, seriously do it. It'll be the best thing you've ever done. And then mm. you'll instantly be in love with it because everyone's so cool and everyone's yelling just as hard for the person who's lifting up 60 kilos as they are for the person who's lifting up 300 kilos. Like,
1: yeah, yeah. definitely. Definitely. I wrote an article. Um, it was, it was when I like left university and started working like a like a real job at a desk yeah Um, one of those and you're like oh my god like my life is so boring and um encouraged me to try powerlifting and this article like talks about the you kind of feel like you've like got this thing back again like that you that you're missing in your life like you've got a reason to a reason to train something to think about something to push towards something to like oh i need to get sleep tonight because I've got a big training session tomorrow because I'm competing. So yeah, I think we both have like quite a strong feeling about powerlifting because we've been doing it a long time and it guides like what we do in fitness now. So it's cool to hear people spreading that message.
0: And I think that like I got into powerlifting like through my, male friends and it has this real it for everyone powerlifting changes your life it changes kind of how you perceive yourself and and what you're capable of and everyone i know who is a powerlifter they they just kind of get to know themselves better and they're more comfortable in themselves and all this sort of thing and so it's important for men and women but there's a there's a really big gap in in that how many men feel comfortable in themselves and how many women, you know, women tend to feel that they need to look a certain way or be a certain way or whatever. And so I think it's so important that, that powerlifting remains a thing that is accessible and doesn't have any unrealistic expectations about it. And I guess that's kind of why I want TIFPL to be bigger because I want the message to be louder that this is about being strong and awesome than it is about looking a certain way. So
1: I think that's unfortunately, and this is this might piss off some people, but I think (laughs) like CrossFit started off like that, and I Mm. think there's more of a movement like especially if you look at a lot of the marketing behind CrossFit, it's a lot of it's very image dominant, and a lot of it is very, it's not so much about what you can do, it's about like how you look as a result of what you're doing. Yes, and it feels very, this is what's going to offend people. It feels quite like exclusive like you can't just walk into a crossfit gym and and some people maybe have that experience but like my experience of some communities that have that have been crossfit based have been quite like you don't fit in here if you don't do crossfit which is i think naturally ironic, I guess.
2: when whenever any kind of movement gains momentum they have to go with what is the most marketable thing and, of course, and if, yeah. if sex yeah. is the biggest market and and i suppose you know we just before the call we were talking with beans about um why she doesn't want to monetize on this is female powerlifting and, and why sometimes it can take things in a direction that, um, that she wouldn't have wanted it to, to go into and to make, to keep true to her core message is, uh, pretty important.
0: Yeah. And I think it's a responsibility of anyone involved in powerlifting. So the companies that are making our equipment and the people that are running our events and all that sort of thing, I think it's everyone's responsibility to keep this on the right track and to make sure that you know people aren't just getting a sponsorship from sbd because they've got 10 million instagram followers and they look hot you know it's up to sbd to keep that real and these companies to make sure that they're highlighting athletes for their strengths and not for their popularity and i think so far we're doing a pretty decent job of it as a as a community, like I think that I don't see much of stuff that I kind of roll my eyes at and like, oh God, you know, why did they highlight her? She's or him or whatever, because clearly they're just internet popular. So hopefully it keeps going on that track.
1: Yeah, I, I actually I've spoken to Ben who runs and owns SBD about his strategy behind like, because it always interested me, like, why don't you go for like Matt Ogus or you know someone like that who's got a huge reach on YouTube? Um but instead you pick Steve Emanuel, for example, in the UK, yeah. who's obviously um like a very likable guy, like yeah. pretty pretty interesting to follow online, but doesn't mm-hmm. have that organic reach. And it's just because he's a different he's good at the sport and that's what SBD are trying to promote, which I think is a great direction for them and powerlifting. Because yeah. that could there could have been a moment in there with with SBD where if they'd gone really social media big, big names in social media focus. It would have taken the brand and probably the sport in a different direction. Yeah. Is a big decision really, for him to make, I suppose, but I think he's doing well. I
0: like to hear that. That's really cool. Mm. Um, because in reality, like we, we need to be selling the sport to people who are in the sport. Like, yes, we need to attract new lifters so that we can have run meets and have competitors and all that sort of thing. But like, that's going to happen anyway. And if if the people who are good at the sport and respected in the sport are seeing those things like sponsorships and stuff going to people who aren't respected in the sport because they're going to sell more, then that's going to be damaging like internally in the powerlifting community. So it's really cool to hear that SBD are keeping it real like that.
2: So to come back to what you were saying about the philosophy behind this is female powerlifting. <laughs> um, so you said that there's, a, there's been this surge in interest and in uh, in women in strength sports um, there's more women than men at the Arnold's now and um, Jennifer Thompson's bench being listed by Barbend as the greatest lift of all time apparently um, no, that's
1: what was it like 148 one four 147? One silly
2: yeah yeah. Um, what, what do you think is the driving force behind this recent <clears throat> surge
0: well first of all Jen Thompson's bench has always been the best bench of all time by Wilkes so I feel like people are just starting to pay attention um, to that. Like Jen's been lifting for at least 12 years kind of thing. Um, I'm not sure. I th- think I feel like there was just this kind of surge in like this whole strong is the new skinny, which is an animal of its own. But, um, you know, it just there came became this acceptance of like, you know, the world started liking big butts again and curvy, thick figures and stuff like that. And so I think that maybe it partly inspired women who maybe didn't think that they were conventionally accepted to be like, I can do this. Like women who look like me are doing this and, you know, I want to be a part of that. And I think it's just gaining momentum. Like, I don't think that there's been a, a single moment that has caused, an explosion in popularity of strength sports. I just think it's really gaining momentum and maybe it's the fact that like what we were talking about, you know, maybe something like CrossFit or figure competing isn't like um, relatable to some people. But, you know, once you go into the gym and pick up like 60 kilos off the floor for the first time, you're like, holy fuck. Mm -hmm. And you just want to keep going back (laughs) and do it and do it and do it. And then... You know, it starts getting posted on the internet and other women start seeing these women being like, holy fuck, look at the thing that I did. And everyone wants to to have a bit of that feeling. And, you know, I think that's really fucking cool. And, like, I think that um, Strong Woman is starting to see a bit of a resurgence as well. Um, and, you know, I'm I'm interested to see if it goes as far as things like the Highland Games sort of gaining popularity and stuff like that. Like, I know a couple of chicks who do Highland Games and it's fucking badass, like, throwing Bad giant... Badass. L- I...
2: <laughs> that's the Australian coming out on you. Um, so, do you, so, like, I suppose that that's a new frontier as well, the Highland Games. Um, do you think there... Like, I guess is a leading question then, but are there still barriers in strength sports for women, do you think? Um, The fact that Strongman is called Strongman, for example.
0: <laughs> yeah there strong is <laughs> but not as not as much as we think. I think with strength sports there's not as many barriers. Especially like I've never had anything but being completely welcome in every powerlifting community. Like I used to go and lift in this dude's basement and it was literally like six sweaty strong guys and me like hi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I was never, I never felt unwelcome. I never felt, you know, it was always, I was always part of the team because I was there to get stronger kind of thing. Um, I have, I think the, the only thing that's in the way is really like our own, you know, if, if women keep promoting powerlifting as a sexual thing, then, you know, it sucks to say, but like we're shooting ourselves in the foot. Because if, if the world is seeing that we're more concerned with like our cute butt picture or whatever than our lift and we post a selfie and like I just PR'd my squat and it's just a selfie, you know, you're not being taken as seriously. I have to be really careful because, you know, I'm I'm all about everyone doing whatever makes them happy, kind of thing. Um I think that even like in cash events like um, Gracie Vanass runs a meet where you can win big cash prizes and like the men's and women's cash prizes are the same. Like there's not really, I don't see a lot of discrimination um, within powerlifting but I do see that everyone's paying attention to the dudes more than the women. Um, And I haven't really been in the other worlds. And with something like um, what you mentioned with Strongman being called Strongman, I have a kind of weird thing about that. Like, I—I'll say I went and competed in a strongman event, or I did strongman. Like, I don't feel the need to, to correct it to strongwoman or anything like that. But out of courtesy to anyone who does, when I talk about strong women, I call them strong women. I guess.
2: So. I suppose that's the quirk of the language, isn't it? Like, I—I I know a female post <clears throat> post person, um, but obviously, like, she just introduces. She says, "I'm I'm a postman." Um, mm-hmm. which always gives rise to the, like, what do you mean, post-woman? Like, well, yeah, but that just sounds weird. Um, yeah, we're just not used so much to a saying...
0: We're used to saying it how it is, kind of thing. And, you know, the it sucks that the reason that it's blah, man, is because of the years of the fucking patriarchy oppressing us and whatnot. But, like, I'm kind of chill enough that I can <laughs> be like, it's convenient to say two syllables instead <laughs> of three. <laughs> so...
1: What do, you, what do you think yeah. it is that causes... I know you mentioned that like, guys get more attention in the sport than women, or like the guys' achievements get more highlighted than women. Do you think that's because women haven't been in the sport long enough that it'd be enough of a contingent for them to be constantly... like? I, I know especially at the moment, if you look at like Ray Williams and stuff in the Super Heavies, he's breaking like all-time records and things like that. Do you think maybe it's just a case of time and eventually there'll be a large enough contingent of women competing where that sort of stuff starts to happen as well, or is it something
0: else? I think that it's snowballing right now. Like, I feel like there are, even just in the Canadian powerlifting scene, there are 20-year-olds that are benching 200 kilos, and, (laughs) you know, there are young women that are stronger than I could ever dream of being, and I think it's only a matter of time, as long as they, you know, don't burn out and disappear from the sport um that there's going to be a whole new league of like Jen Thompson's and Bonicas and you know strong fucking women I think that there are a few people that uh that do grab everyone's attention like Jen and stuff like that but I think that people have been uh paying because it's been a male dominated sp- dominated sport people have been paying so much attention to that, that they haven't kind of been seeing these women that are out benching them and out squatting them and out deadlifting them and all that sort of thing um, and also like it just, I know from talking to my dude friends, they're just like, well, I can't relate to, um, you know, a, a 60 kilogram woman squatting, whatever, because they just can't make that comparison in their head. And I'm kind of the same. Like, yeah, I know that a 700 pound deadlift is fucking huge, but the, to me, there's no difference between a seven or an 800 pound deadlift. Cause I'm never going to lift. You know, I'm never going to lift that amount of weight kind of thing. So um, I think that people will be paying more attention because of um, how strong women are getting. But I don't know if it will ever change um, the fact that people love watching dudes get up there and squat a 1,000 pounds and deadlift 700 pounds. Like, that's always going to be a super fucking impressive thing. Mm-hmm. So,
1: No, I agree. I, think but I know...
0: Sorry. Sorry, I was going to say... I... I know in Australia, they've just started like a women's league football or cricket or something. And apparently that's really popular and people are super into watching women competing. So I don't know.
1: <laughs> I, I think probably the, like, the most impressive thing I, I, that I see in part of thing is like so Kimberly Walford deadlifting. Kimberly Walford, yeah. Like deadlifting, what, like two, four, five or something like that? Which is yep. like, she's, she'll be lighter than the majority of guys who weight train. And will pull more weight than the majority of guys who weight train and like you were saying that guys can't relate to the female side of it like everyone can relate to that like everyone can relate relate to how impressive that is everyone
2: just boggles at things like Jennifer Thompson as well like where it's just like that how is that possible like how can Mm. a human do that it's crazy yeah it's crazy and
0: totally like um, Gaia just competed at nationals here in Canada and um, like she's in the 84 plus and you know Gaia's fucking strong she's awesome but Haley, who is probably one of Canada's strongest lifters, opened with 225 kilos <laughs> on a squat. And so the rest of us are just being like, mm. how? <laughs> what? This is crazy kind of thing. So I think there's gonna be more good things for women in powerlifting. I think it's unfortunate that um, you know, like I know that Jen's Jen Thompson's bench got shared by something online and there was a whole bunch of like shitty negative remarks like there's always this shitty negative like oh she's a man or she must be on steroids or <clears throat> or or cheater cheater arch or cheater yeah. sumo or like I feel like women tend to get picked apart more about their lifting.
1: Are those men commenting or women? Like the negativity,
0: men and women, which right. fucking sucks.
2: So I think it's, <laughs> it's it's always easy to hide behind a keyboard, and whenever people post these kind of comments, I think the the, the standard answer is always just, "Oh, sorry, mate, what are your lifts again?" And, it, and <laughs> yeah. it's always way less than that yeah, like whatever. every single time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I think like standard response: don't let it bother you. And uh, do you get do you get any kind of hate online?
0: Not really. Um, we we've had a couple of things. Um like there was literally that scenario where a guy was commenting I don't know, I think it was about a cheetah bench arch, of course, and then boasting about his lifts and stuff and we creeped his profile and we figured out that all of us had a better Wilkes score than him. Uh, that's, <laughs> and we're yeah. like, Yeah, you know what, buddy? Delete <laughs> <laughs> <The> <laughs> I think there's um, nothing
1: worse than like guy like men who like they feel they feel for some reason intimidated by like a a woman in the gym who's stronger than them and decide to like put them down in some way to make themselves yeah. feel better about that fact it's yep. just such a strange way of dealing with that situation rather than just be really like, damaging oh, cool like well. you're stronger than me that's fine they take it like yeah. really personally rather than just doing something about it if they want to be stronger
2: and it's good to hear yeah. that you know you've you've been training in a much better training environment and uh mm. that it's a lot more supportive because we we spoke to sherry miles a few weeks ago um mm. And, uh, yeah, she was, she was saying, you know, occasionally you get people come up and almost in a very kind of patronizing way, they'll offer to spot her and stuff mm. just, I guess to, again, offset some of their own insecurities, but, um, it's always pretty transparent, isn't it? Yeah, totally. So, so um, you write on your website about, <clears throat> I don't know if it was one of your articles, but it was called fuck your resolution. And was a, me. that was you. <laughs>
1: cool. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So about kind of, um, developing self-compassion and using a yearly planning approach um, as an objective assessment, rather than a way to beat yourself up. Can you yeah. tell us a little bit about that?
0: Um, I think it's coming from a place where I am slowly learning to be kinder to myself. Um, I've definitely, you know, I have issues with anxiety, and body image, and depression, and all this sort of stuff. and. You know, I came into powerlifting and that kind of helped to pull me out of where I was. But then I was just kind of reflecting and realizing that I started to make powerlifting unfun for myself by having unrealistic expectations of myself in the sport. Whether it was that, you know, I'd be like, oh, I want to be in the under 84s or whether it was, oh, I didn't squat 150 when... Also, my training didn't reflect that I was going to do that kind of thing. Um, And I just find that a lot of people, instead of um, using it as a tool for growth, they sometimes use it as a tool to beat themselves up about things. Um, And you don't sort of sit back and realize that you're you're a good person. And if you can just learn to like yourself and accept yourself at whatever stage you're at, it's going to be a lot easier to put you're two feet forward and towards goals. Um, And I think it's really important to be reminded that goals need to be realistic, they need to be measurable, they need to be, like you said, objective. Like you can't, um, I think it's stupid to have goals about, I mean, it's not stupid, you can have goals about looking a certain way, but like you've got to have, like what happens if you don't achieve the goal? Because that's a possibility. And you've got to have thought through that and be like, okay, if I don't achieve this, how am I going to make sure that I don't treat myself like a garbage human being for not getting there? It's Um, an insidious habit,
2: isn't it? And everyone beats themselves up and, you know, often you're too far down the rabbit hole. But actually, um, when, when, when you're planning out your goals, it's irrelevant to achieving the goal whether you beat yourself up or not so mm. even though we tell ourselves <laughs> like it's gonna act as a, a spur and it pushes us on but really it's by the by
1: especially I think in like part of things specifically is it's very easy to fall into that trap because you're like when I squat this mm. then mm-hmm. I've made it like that and, and like the numbers that I lift now I can remember three four years ago thinking wow I've had those numbers that'd be fantastic but yet now I'm still pushing for When I squat two fifty, it's all going to be okay. Everything like yeah, yeah. It'll always be sunny. They'll it'll never rain. I'll always be happy. (laughs) And in reality, achievement unlocked. Exactly, yeah. Like I've completed powerlifting, beaten the boss on the the highest level. I can stop now, but it's more about just enjoying. Like you forget about why you got into it in the first place, which is that you enjoy doing it and competing and taking taking part in the whole process. So yeah, yeah, totally
0: enjoy the process. And you know what would happen if you had some sort of injury or setback that, like, ask yourself, what what would happen if you knew that you could never, ever, ever achieve whatever number that you have in your head? Would you just quit powerlifting and leave? Or would you keep doing it because you enjoy the work and going to the gym and you enjoy the process and you enjoy how you feel? about yourself after you do it like
2: Well, I suppose the the deeper problem there is what is yes would you continue with the sport and would you still do the thing that you love but also would you make your entire sense of self image and your happiness hinge on you having achieved that goal and mm. then if if that no longer is possible then does that send you into a downward spiral or have you hedged your personality in other uh, who, who was it that talks about that hedging your personality i don't know uh
1: you, as far as I'm well, concerned. The first <laughs> first. Me now, but um,
2: it was some writer. I'll I'll dig it up and put it in the show notes if anyone's interested.
1: There's there's also like this point. Everyone's going to, especially in powerlifting, they're going to reach this point where that's Eric
2: Helms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I was
1: just about to get onto that, and you just ruined it. Um, there's a point where you've lifted the heaviest weights you'll ever lift, and you'll never lift more than that. And that can be quite, like, if you have the mindset that you touched on where you, like, ingrain your, like, am I succeeding or am I not succeeding as to whether you're lifting more weight or or progressing? And you're like, I'm the strongest I'll ever be and I'm only going to linearly decline from now on. It can be quite a difficult thing to, like, continue going unless you have something else that drives you in the sport. But I think what Yusuf was touching on, which is, I think, probably maybe as the sport grows is something that is a danger or a risk is that people are looking for something to to associate with and powerlifting is quite quite an easy thing to associate with i think and Mm -hmm. suddenly you're like i'm now a powerlifter like this is who i am and i I make my life about this then you get injured and you can't compete and you can't train and it's a very dangerous spiral i think
0: absolutely and that's something i've been thinking a lot more about lately because i i am in that spot now where i have been doing nothing but regressing for six months or so um it started with like a really bad work situation where it was just really stressful I ended up having to be um like I got a medical layoff from work because my boss was fucking crazy and drove me crazy and anyway so I was really down because of work stress, um, I developed binge eating, like disordered binge eating. Um, so, I've put on like, what, 20 kilos in since September kind of thing. Um, my training hasn't been going well. I've developed like a tendonitis in my like SI joint, um, which makes just about anything pretty painful. So... I have my training hasn't been going anywhere and for a while I was like I fucking hate powerlifting like all of my friends are being successful and strong and awesome and I'm just blowing it because I can't control my mental health kind of thing and then after a while I was like well why am I why am I measuring my enjoyment of powerlifting based on what other people are doing kind of thing and it really kind of made me sit back and go well no, actually, I really like going to the gym and, and I just, you know, I had to really reassess and be like, well, are you going to get back on the wagon or are you just going to be fucking miserable and, and keep being miserable and whatever? So I've really reassessed and like I've been talking to my coach about how like I need to do the provincial championships and then the like our regional championships so that I can do nationals next year. And I told him, I was like, I want to do these meets so that I can put the tick in the box so that I can be eligible for nationals, but I'm not putting any pressure on myself. I don't, I don't need to PR. I don't need to like do anything crazy. I just want to show up and be healthy and not injure myself and successfully complete these meets and work towards a better place mentally so that by the end of this year, I can get really serious about my training instead of putting all this pressure on myself about a, a provincial championship, which there will be one every year, so I don't need to be the best at it this year, kind of thing. Um, and yeah, I think it's a really dangerous place to, to define yourself with powerlifting, because like you said, what happens when it all goes away? Um, and like Mike Tashira, he, uh, I did a workshop with him recently where he was talking about this meet that he did where he'd been injured, um, leading up to it and hadn't really been out of train properly and on the day deadlifts felt really good and he was just like well fuck it it's it's not hurting and if I don't if I don't take something today when am I going to take it and so they loaded up the third attempt it was something crazy like 800 pounds which I don't know what that converts back to because I've been brainwashed by freedom units <laughs> um, and <laughs> freedom units. so he <laughs> He did this incredible pull. It's the heaviest he's ever deadlifted, and he's never done it again, never been close. But he's still there chipping away and plugging away because he took what was there on the day because he knew that he could have it, and it doesn't define him as a human to have to lift more than that. So I think he has a really healthy outlook on the whole thing. Yeah,
1: we went to the same seminar, but like... Right where we live, I think he's done that, yeah. that worldwide. But that that was cool. Um, Mike has a really like probably the most objective approach to powerlifting I've seen for, of anybody. He's very much like yeah. I am an algorithm and I am a spreadsheet, and <laughs> whatever whatever I do on a day will be defined by my bar speed, not by what not by how I feel. Yeah. Um, if anyone's listening and wants to hear more about Mike,
2: go back a few episodes on the Propane Podcast, and you he's can a hear monster. a really good interview with monster. him. Yeah.
1: Um... We, we
0: interviewed him as well on our podcast, but it was really bad because we didn't plan it. We were just like there on the day we're like, Mike, will you record with us? And he did, <laughs> oh, cool. but we had no plan. <laughs>
1: so. he'll, have a, he'll have a recording studio just on demand, I imagine. He's a, he's a, he loves technology. Yeah.
2: We'll put a link to both of those um, both of those podcasts in the
1: show notes. There is, um, I guess you've heard of Lane Norton, I assume. Mm-hmm. He's his, like recent stuff on recovering from injury. think is probably some of the best like i think it's really interesting to follow someone like him who set a world record in like 2015 and then pretty much instantly afterwards had like two really serious injuries and his attitude like i realize he's like really animated and really aggressive about it but his attitude towards the injury of just like one step at a time like i'm gonna get back to where i was just one step at a time and takes a lot of pride in the smallest of things each session yeah um, and I think not many people share that side of the sport, but like and how people, difficult it is for them People him. get
0: ashamed of it. They're like, mm. Oh, I'm not what I was. And they get ashamed of it. Um, my coach is, um, Bryce Korchuk of Calgary Barbell and he's been, he's a crazy strong lifter and you know, he's internet famous and everyone loves him and all this sort of stuff. And he's been dealing with a, a shitty hip for, I don't know, I feel like a year now. And he'll make progress, 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 and then setback. Progress, 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 setback. And he's so open and honest about it. He doesn't care. He's like, this is my journey, and this is what's happening. And it makes it much easier for me to confide in him and be like, I feel like a piece of shit about my training, blah blah blah. But you know, he's on the same level because he's he's not he's not squatting what he could squat before, kind of thing. So he understands. Well.
1: I think it's really important, like like how you just were there, like honest about your situation and stuff that you're dealing with, and how like that interacts and affects what you're doing. Because if everyone just looks like a like complete picture of perfection and their training's always yeah. perfect and they're always progressing, then it alienates people even more. So leading on from yeah. that, then who who would you say inspires you? Is it like do you get inspired more by male powerlifters, female powerlifters, or is it irrelevant? And you just got uh, it's, by?
0: It's pretty by irrelevant, people. I think. Um, I'm super inspired by all the women that I lived with at my gym. Like, we have a really cool, strong bunch of people um, who are from all the different backgrounds who are just beginners, who are beginners that got really strong really fast, to people who are recovering from injury and all that sort of stuff. So, I love all of them. Um, I love my coach, Bryce Krochuk. He is one of the nicest human beings I've ever met. And I really like what he is doing for powerlifting, trying to get a lot of information out there for everyone. Um, who else? I'm trying to think of like who, you know, it would be stereotypical to think of some big name female lifter that I love. You know, I love Jen Thompson's attitude. I think she's a delightful person. Um, And that she seems to have all this positivity around everything she's not an angry lifter or an intense lifter she's a bubbly personality and I really like that I kind of look to people that that are strong and big names but really humble Um, Blaine Sumner fucking hilarious love him (laughs) Um, and you know people like screamer who are just like fun awesome cool people I don't really give a fuck how strong people are. I just like good people.
1: <laughs> I really enjoy how how little Stephen Manuel cares about what people think of him on, on the yep. internet. I don't know whether you saw his recent the photos of him like in a hotel room. The nine room for nine a, ones. <laughs> Like you look at it, you're like, like
2: what? The fuck? Completely unhinged. Like,
1: yeah, like just yeah, doesn't. Great. Like could not care less about like what's happening, and really embraces it. And I just think he's uh, he's fantastic. It's
2: because we all all secretly wish we could be that.
1: Yeah, that's exactly it.
0: Yeah, they're my favourite type of people. I fucking love that. We
1: competed, (laughs) like, at the same meet as him, was it?
2: In Bournemouth a couple of years ago. Yeah, it was, like, it
1: was 2015 Nationals.
2: So they had, like, the photographer and the stand with the lights and stuff, and it had, like, its own power supply, and he'd plugged his toaster into the power (laughs) supply and was just eating bagels. Bear Um, in mind,
1: he lives in Liverpool. So like he he, he has not brought, brought it like twenty minutes from his house like he's carried a toaster quite a long way plugged it in because you can't eat bagels that aren't toasted of course right and was just sat there cross legged just but buttering and jam on bagels and eating bagels so thought was that is
0: toaster. a good fucking tip like I always take a loaf of bread and a jar of Nutella and people are like oh, bring a what the fuck <laughs> pack a toaster that's, that's the it tip. need a toaster. <laughs> So Beans, yeah.
2: we've covered some really good ground on the podcast. Um, just as a closing thought, what general advice do you have um, for for women ranging from women wanting to get stronger to the typical kind of cardio bunny style training or um, someone wanting to get started in powerlifting?
0: Um, find what you love and do it. Don't, whatever you do, whether it's cardio or parkour or powerlifting or yoga or whatever, find something physical that makes you feel good and you're not doing it because you hate how you look and you want to change yourself. You're doing it because you love going every day. And that will lead you in the right direction.
2: Preach it, sister. Good advice. Yeah, don't be <laughs> good. afraid
0: to start. <laughs>
1: good advice. Good advice.
2: Awesome. Beans, it's been a pleasure. Um, how can yeah. we find out more about you?
0: Um, it, On... Like Instagram, I, my personal account is in the mouth of the wolf. Um, obviously, this is female powerlifting on Instagram. Our website is tifpl.com. Um, we have a podcast, which people seem to really like because they email me about it all the time. So... Um, You can access that on iTunes or the website or wherever you find podcasts. Uh, We also post them on YouTube for people like me with ADD that can't sit and listen to a podcast. (laughs) You have to watch it. Um, And I think that's it. Uh, We're about to release some new apparel. And I mention that because when people buy our apparel it enables us to do things like buy podcasting equipment and pay for our web hosting and all of that sort of stuff. So be cool if people supported that. (laughs) Yeah,
1: sure. Well, we'll put links to all that stuff in the show notes so that people can easily get to it. Awesome. Cool. All right, beans speak to you soon.
0: Yeah. Bye guys.
2: Bye -bye. Bye. See ya.